Lee, fuck you. We watch Morbius. Welcome to Gooncast. I'm starting to morb. <laughs> Good God, what a yeah. What a I, I'm 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 not I'm not I'm not doing the intro. It's Morbius. We're fuck not, everything. We're not pulling punches here, babies. Welcome to Gooncast episode whatever the fuck we're talking about Morbius. We're somewhere in season two. It's yeah. uh, it's all a haze at this point. What is I, time I, anymore? There's only Morb. Look, it's, yeah, it's we're, season. We're, we're in the arc. Or... It's episode six. It's the filler arc. It's fucking Morbius. Go away. Oh, yeah, God. this is the beach episode. <laughs> this is the beach episode. Yeah. 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 So it's Lee's been wearing a, a banana minute. hammock. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on, everybody? Yeah, we haven't seen y'all in quite a while. I hope everybody's doing doing good. Uh. Oh, should we get on with the intros? Mr. Yeah, well, uh, may as, we'll just retroactively go in there. What, what's going on? It's your boy Lee Alder, the Valley Jester. <laughs> and uh, boy, do we have uh, an experience for you today. Boy, do we. And I'm Cat, a.k.a. the Attack Cat, uh, dialogue designer by day, uh, kind of just very sleepy person by night at this point. <laughs> I'm Saber and fuck you, Lee. <laughs> all right that's, yeah, that's, it. that's all we got sweeping, it's sweeping the nation i've been oh my I've, god I, I just, morb fever I, baby I just want to make this known i have been up for 40 minutes this oh, is Lord. the first thing that i'm doing this morning and i'm very mad you know as you should be really what, what never, are we doing here? It's never too early for a blue moon. Why don't you have a little breakfast? <laughs> I'm out of booze. I have coffee. Oh, oh. I'm sorry. Oh, no. I'm out of so, booze. Yeah, as, as you can tell, folks, uh, the meme is not dead. It's still rolling hard. Morb Nation is, is running wild. Morb and, Nation, uh, baby. And it's, it's, time we, uh, it's time we have a little fireside chat uh-huh. about... Uh, about uh-huh. Morbius. What a giant uh-huh. piece of shit. Yeah, what? like... A gigantic piece of shit. Holy fuck. I can't. <laughs> Lee, why don't you... Why don't you kick us off? Absolutely. I, I will... So I first... Will... <laughs> actually, first of all, we should we should kind of, like, set up a little bit of, like, how we were very adamantly anti-Morb. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. In fact, to the point where our chat had about weekly check-ins. Yes. You're like, all of you are safe? All of you are clean? <laughs> yeah, I, I instated the Castle Super Beast uh, Morbius safety check-in, where, you know, every so often you just check in with someone you love, you care about. Like, you know, you send out those texts when you just mm-hmm. haven't talked to someone in a while, and you're just like, hey, haven't talked in a minute, just want to see how it's going. I'm here, much love, later. You know, mm-hmm. you just check in with everybody, be like, hey, um, you're, you're Morbius negative, right? <laughs> you're still... You're still yeah. pulling. You're still. You're still. You're still clean on your Morbius check. Friends don't let friends morb out. That's so, right. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Morbius, not even once. <laughs> um, and then uh, that boy, that first little hit is all it takes. Yeah. You know, when that person's like, you know, I'll just, I'll just try Coke once. <laughs> it's not going to be a habit. I have stronger willpower than that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I feel not. the morb fever. Oh, God. <laughs> I got a whole lot of morbium coasting through my, coursing through oh my, my veins. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah. That's, we held uh, off for a long time. We did. We d- we waited until it was on streaming, and then even after that, we didn't give them money. <laughs> 
You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. We, yeah, we, yeah. We, we supported were, the Morbius sweep. So, so honest. I, I'm sorry, and... I got distracted. I was thinking about amputating my hand with a hammer. <laughs> oh, completely understandable. So, uh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. The, the only appropriate way, way to start this journey is uh, I want to give you all uh, a brief little retrospective. Uh, this is a very brief history of Jared Leto. Oh my god, okay. Uh, he had some great early acting standouts, uh, Requiem for a Dream, American Psycho, Fight Club, even Alexander, you know, iffy movie, but I liked him in it. Um, Lord uh, of War. Lord of War. Uh, okay. And then he hit stardom status in 2006 with 30 Seconds to Mars uh, with The Kill, which became a massive radio play. 30 Seconds to Mars took off. They were fucking huge. He, he enjoyed this music stardom for over a decade until he had to crawl his dank ass back into Hollywood, uh, which almost started on a good track with Dallas Buyers Club, and then we got Suicide Squad. Oh, God. We got his his run in the Blade Runner sequel. Uh-huh. He was so uh, bland which... in Blade Runner. He was yeah. so bland. And that's, that's, that's the thing. Like Based off of his, his older movies, like Requiem for a Dream... I was initially excited about Jared Leto's mm -hmm. casting as Joker. And then they showed what he looked like. And I was like, oh, oh, no. Oh, no. That was before I even heard him speak. Just the fact that he looked like a fucking Juggalo gang member. I was yeah. like, no. Do not insult the Juggalos like that. <laughs> I have a long and... Listen, listen, listen. Listen, I have a deep history of hating juggalos after a juggalo focus tester, all right? Oh my god. <laughs> That's right. Pass around the fago, it's time. Oh, Sitting Lord. there being so, uh, being a sexist the entire time and then forgetting his beanie. <laughs> Just keeps calling oh Elena a fucking bitch the entire oh. playthrough. Cool. Fun. Very... This is why, yeah. This is why you gotta join a more well-adjusted musical movement, like like <laughs> the Maggots. Be a Slipknot fan. Come on. Be a Lincoln Park we, fan. We just we just put on masks and have weird, freaky sex with each other. It's great. <laughs> so, uh, so he he makes his reemergence into a uh, Suicide Squad and uh, starts to gain a little uh, little public traction with uh, what a creepy sex pervert he is, because this uh -huh. is when the stories start to come out about what a shit co-worker he is, mm -hmm. uh, sending used condoms and dead rats to his co-workers. Yep. Because uh, it's in the spirit of the Joker, baby. I'm so fucking crazy. God. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's why Heath Ledger just didn't do any of that when he was the Joker. And Joaquin Phoenix didn't do any of that yeah. when he was the Joker. So yeah. it's, yep. it's, it's it's almost because as it's if called you called acting. Yeah, it's it's almost as if even when you're a method actor, you don't have to send dead animals to co-stars. Oh. Right? Right. It, it makes me furious that he got the role because I just read in an interview, uh there is an actor in Hollywood who is extremely outspoken about not only wanting to play the Joker, but he's like he's almost kind of miffed he hasn't gotten a chance to at this point with all the shitty like adaptations. Mhm. Mm Willem Dafoe wants to oh play the Joker. Oh, that'd be good. God, that would be awesome. And he wants to harken back to the Jack Nicholson version. Yeah, that'd be Ooh. cool. That'd be fun. And I'm like, yeah, give me that shit. I, I, you know, that uh, sounds awesome. I, I would also be down with Rowan Atkinson. I'd be down with oh, basically anybody, but but, hey. but but Jared Leto. I mean, no, I, yeah, I, I I would I would be down with Carlos Mencia. I'd be down with anybody but Jared mm -hmm. Leto. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so in 2019, Jared Leto began an annual festival for 30 Seconds to Mars fans. He rents an island in Croatia, invites his fans, who are called the Echelon, to a big music festival for three days. They all wear white. He completely embraces the whole I'm Jesus role. And uh, it's basically just debauchery and uh, several reports of him uh, having sex with underage fans. Um, Mm -hmm. So uh, the the jokes about Jared Leto having a sex cult, uh, I mean, it depends, I guess, how you define sex cult, because this echelon sure sounds like one. Mm-hmm. No, it's a music festival. Uh, but uh, but is mm-hmm. it? Is it? Do you play music all mm-hmm. three days? Uh, and then going forward, if you call sex music, then yeah, sure. <laughs> going uh, going forward, he will unfortunately continue to play the Joker in an upcoming role. He has a rumored role in Tron Three, and uh, the nu- the numerous Morbius sequels that are sure to follow. Whenever, uh, whenever he can pry himself away from Sex Cult Island, yeah. Uh, and when I say the numerous sequels sure to follow, uh, I just want to remind everyone that Morbius had a box office of one hundred and sixty-three million, <laughs> which is not great. Uh, but listen, listen, we, listen, we... listen, listen, listen. That won't stop Sony Pictures. That won't. St- that won't stop Sony Pictures. The, well, the, you say that they they we gaslighted them into releasing Morbius a second time. We can gaslight them into yeah, making a sequel. That's that's what I'm getting to here is yeah. we we memed it into a re-release. Mm-hmm. Which that, like brilliant job, Internet. Thank you yes, so much. Like that, not even sarcastically. I know that kind of sounded like sarcasm, but no, holy it, shit. It only made three hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> now it's so funny. Now it cost Sony so much more than $300,000 just to do that re-release. So, folks, mm-hmm. this is how we win. Yep. This is how you hit them where it hurts. You use memes like the propaganda machine that it is. <laughs> and this is how you hit them in the moneymaker. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Hell yeah. So, should we jump into the movie? Yeah, absolutely. We should. Right. We don't have to. We, we don't have to. We can just no. move on. Oh, no, 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 James. Let me. No, no, no. Please, please. Shh. It's okay. It's I don't okay, want to relive my trauma. <laughs> just, just. Let it James is, James is, James is Silent Hill is just a bunch of Morbius posters. <laughs> Not even any fog. It's just Mor- a bright, it's, sunny it's, day. it's just it's just Morbius and Balan. It's That's Morbius all it is. Five, like it's, you know, it's the, fucking the, the Morbius cinematic universe. No, it's it's fucking a Morbius Balan hybrid. It's Jared Leto as Balan. Oh it's Balan as Morbius. Oh, I'm gonna don't, commission that. Yeah, don't don't bring that into the world, Jim. I'm not Lee Will. <laughs> I have a oh, clean I'm gonna commission that. Absolutely. Um. So, fun note, I'm, I'm sure uh, my esteemed co-hosts might know this little uh, little Easter egg, but maybe uh, the fine people out there don't. This is not the first uh, attempt to get Morbius into a film. Uh, Morbius has a blink-and-you-miss-it one-second appearance in the original Blade movie. What? Uh, yes. Really? At the, at the very end of Blade, 
the the closing shot of the film is is Blade and and his uh, his co-star up on top of a building, and they're looking out across the city, talking about like vampire shit or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And in the background, on top of another building, is the brief glimpse of a figure watching them. Oh. And this was confirmed by the writer as Morbius. Oh, really? Yep. The initial plan was to make Blade versus Morbius happen for the sequel. And then Guillermo del Toro's like, no, my idea is way better. And his idea was way better. he was right. (laughs) Because Blade 2 flaps so hard. Blade 2 fucks. Blade 2. Blade 2 rents an island in Croatia. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it's not the first time trying to get him into a film, but they finally made it happen. And uh, the first thing that we get on opening the movie is the most disjointed, confusing amount of time skips that I've seen in oh a while. Oh, my God. Yes, absolutely. Like, I, I have no idea what they were thinking with that. Like, keep going. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Let me let me hear your opinion on the time skips, because uh, uh, holy well, shit. So because it ended up being like, OK, well, this will this will be how it like they're trying to set something up here. Right. So like. Uh, okay, I can deal with it being this, like, disjointed mess of just, like, one scene happening after another, even though it is weird, and it is hard to follow, and it is, like, not entertaining, but that's the entire movie. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and for the record, people, I'm I'm not hiding any spoilers on this fucking, no, on this fucking yeah. movie. It, but, if like, you have not been morbed... <laughs> Then you're not going to like. Yeah, don't don't look, don't do it now. Like have, the have, holdouts. Have yeah. you have you seen any superhero origin movie, specifically <laughs> Batman Begins? If you have, if you you've have, seen Morbius. You've yep. done better. Yeah. Because this movie is just yep. a string of scenes that need to happen in a origin movie, with mm-hmm. nothing else added except for fucking chaotic, shitty editing and shitty-ass CGI and really stilted dialogue and really stilted performances. Oh, Jesus. Like, the CG. The, 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 oh. the, the, whole, the whole, like, jumping back and forth in time stuff. Like, that's fucking... Like, oh, so many other origin movies do that. Like, Batman mm-hmm. Begins, where we, we start with, like, adult Bruce Wayne and then it cuts back to him as a kid and then it cuts back to him as an adult. But it's like... In that movie we're given time to kind of like see the point of most of these scenes as opposed to just a hodgepodge of young Morbius fixes some million dollar medical machine with a fucking fountain pen or whatever. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. No, yeah. We'll, we'll um, get there. The most stereotypical <laughs> bullies who, who stare at, oh, who stand outside a hospital and be like, the group of kids who went to the Stephen King School of Terrorizing Maine. Yep. yep. And it's like, hey, look at that kid. He's got shitty blood. Let's fuck him <laughs> up. Yeah, this kid has cancer. Yeah, Let's this beat him cancer. up. Oh my god. Oh, this, yeah, this kid has AIDS. We're gonna kick his teeth in. Fucking Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's Christ. Just like what? Like, ugh. there's there's no reason for it except that you know it happens in movies, so we need to include it. Because Morbius is a movie. Yes, because yeah, they, they because they want to establish spoilers. The big bad guy is his. I guess I guess this character is created just for the movie. Morbius's adopted brother, and yeah, and we who has meet, like three names. Yeah, I, his name is Lucian, but uh-huh. they call him Milo. 
Uh-huh. For no reason. No reason. Uh, and, and I don't and, know why. We, they wanted to briefly establish that he has anger issues, and they did that by, he's getting beat up by bullies, so he smacks another bully with a crutch. And it's like, mm. that's self-defense, that's not really establishing anger issues, but they just yeah. wanted to establish the whole villain who is the same as the main character, and and, oh, I, and, and, mm. and, and use the whole trope of we're not so different, you and I. Oh, don't worry, good sir. I, I have a paragraph on that <laughs> that we will get to later. Can, can, yeah, because can... Lee fucking wrote the movie. I, Lee, I have a script ready here. Lee, when you read your paragraph, can you read it out of order to recreate the experience of watching Morbius? So we get to the final battle. It's, uh, it's Morbius in the suit. Okay, so... Um... Yeah, uh, going back to what you said about uh, Matt Smith's character, he he is a recreation of a character from the comics who has a different name. He's called like Loxious Crown or some shit. Oh, that's uh, way doper and also stupider. But like, yeah, and he's got like a, a supernatural black cat or something, and they're just like, nah, fuck it. It's it's dancing vampire man who's gonna oh, get memed on TikTok. Yeah, that was. But um, that was weird. Holy fuck. Okay. This disjointed fucking opening. I was like uh, the Spider-Man uh, three dancing. Oh, but not oh, as funny. Someone, like, someone, someone mashed those together in editing. Yeah, yeah, oh, and it absolutely. Looked, it looked brilliant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if, if, to give you just like the the gist of this fucking thing, we start with here's the event that will get him morbed, and then we go back in time to him as a young boy fixing an expensive piece of equipment with a ballpoint pen and Jared Harris, who has no right being in this fucking movie. No, no. Because Jared like, Harris you is were in fucking Chernobyl. brilliant. <laughs> like, get he's out fucking of here. brilliant. Yeah. And it's like, he's like, oh, you're a fucking genius or something. I'm going to send you to New York. And then it time skips. And here's the issue. It time skips about 15 or like 20 years to him rejecting the Nobel Prize of Science. No, the Nobel Prize. It's not Nobel. The, the Nobel Prize. The Nobel yeah. Prize. Please, please, Lee. Uh, how, how uneducated. Get your have, fucking have, have morbs some, Have some fucking respect. <laughs> he, he rejects the Nobel Prize. Um, but it's, and then it time skips again to present day. But they've done no makeup or any kind of effects on Jared Leto to make you think that there's any time between those. It looks yes. like he just rejects the, the award and then goes to work. And it's actually yep. been like 10 years yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, what's happening? Yeah. There's like, uh. So he begins, uh, he begins a new a new stage of dangerous research into blood so that he can fix his his lack of morbing mm -hmm. uh and he drops the greatest greatest line i've heard in years informing his uh his love interest uh martine that vampire bats are the only animal that has evolved to feed solely on blood yeah, that's great, isn't it? It's, I would it's... like to present to you now a list of animals that are classified <laughs> as sanguivores because there's a word for it, mm -hmm. including the mosquito, flea, tick, assassin, bug, vampire, finch, oxpeckers, leeches, and lampreys, yeah. just to name a few. Uh-huh. Also, vampire finches are a thing, and that's metal. Yeah, that's 
fucking dope. That's fantastic. That's that's what Morbius should have been genetically testing with. Uh, and Cap points out one of my favorite things in the movie of he's doing this super secret under wraps project with bats, right? Mm-hmm. And he keeps them in a big cylindrical like tube in the center of a lab that several people have access to. <laughs> and yep. no in a, in one a, in a hospital. In a hospital, a busy yeah. hospital, and no one has seemed to notice the big tornado of bats in the center of the room. So, because also yeah. they never sleep; they just yeah, yeah, keep yeah. in constant motion. And, 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 so and a, a character, it seems like a the car- lights are always on. Yes, on the on the on the bat tornado, and they're always they're constantly <laughs> flying. They're constantly <laughs> agitated in the movie, and I get it because it's a movie, and you and want, they're next like, to Jared Leto. Cool, yeah, you want like a cool visual thing, but I'm sitting there like. Do those bats just die of exhaustion every couple days? And he's just like constantly replenishing angry bats in this thing. <laughs> he needs to keep making his trips over to Costa Rica or wherever he gets them from. The obligatory yeah. love interest even makes it a point to say that if anyone found out about this, well, he would yeah. get in trouble. But because, ev- we see people first... walking by and they can see yeah, the bats. Here's the... Okay, here's the thing: the first, the first scene. Where, like, she goes into his office and, like, sh- I think she's the one who, like, pulls off the cover of the bats and sees yes. the bat tornado and is like, oh, my God, you'll get in so much trouble. After that scene, the bat tornado is never covered up again. Yeah, <laughs> because the audience it's knows open. about it and therefore it's fine. <laughs> God damn it. God, it's in that scene, actually, now that I think about it, that, like, oh. right after they're talking about it and bat tornadoes in full view that there's a problem with one of the patients. So another nurse runs into the room yeah. and goes, yeah. Dr. Morbius, we need you right <laughs> next to the swirling bat tornado. It's, it's, and it's aggressive. It's loud. Uh-huh. It's like they're screeching. It's Shang uh-huh. Tsung's soul tornado from uh-huh. Mortal Kombat. And it's just uh-huh. right there. It, it makes no fucking sense why, like, why that's even mentioned in the movie if it's then just going to be out in the open for the rest of forever. Oh, it's Jesus like, what, like <laughs> I'm so I, mad at this movie. <laughs> and, and like, that's the thing, like a better movie might have made like a joke about it or something. You know, like I like I feel like a Marvel movie would have been like, like, you see, nobody cares, you know, like that sort of thing, like the Jurassic Park, like. No, I expected them know? to make a to make a, a shot at DC and say, like, you know, with all this work you're you're doing, maybe you should just set up your lab in a cave. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> like, just just throw the Batman zinger out there. It's right yeah, there. Yeah, but no. why not? Why not? But, yeah. Uh, so, okay, so so now Morbius is tired of having bat cancer, and he wants to fix this. Mm-hmm. So dead he's ready to get morbed. But it's illegal, whatever he's going to do. Mm-hmm. So he has to do it in international waters. <laughs> and, his, well, and he gets, and he hires a bunch of... Armed mercenaries <laughs> to be on his ship to to because why not? Mm-hmm. He, he he arms he rents sexist like a freighter ship rents a freighter ship and gets a bunch of armed sexist mercenaries who have no respect for science. Wait, they're sexist? Yeah, well, one of them yeah, came down and he came down and is immediately harassing oh. the woman scientist. Yeah, women can't wait. use science. Oh, oh wait, you're the really? assistant. Yeah, he's like, oh, you must be the assistant. Actually, I'm a doctor. Oh, uh huh. I don't remember that at all. But I guess that was them trying to set up the fact that, like, eh, 
You won't care when they're brutally murdered by our protagonist. Yeah, but keep, keep, James, keep. yeah, James pointed this out, and it was just so fucking spot on. He rents a boat to do the experiment on. Okay, fine. In international waters, it's dumb, but I fucking get it. But he hired a platoon of mercenaries with all the, 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 this. This is literally the setup for like a horror movie where where, you know, the main character turns into a horrible monster, which it, it's 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 more like it, I guess in real life, it's more like a monster turns into a, a slightly lesser monster. Um, yeah, he was already. Yeah, terrifying. He, yeah. And um, and and but at the same time, Sony, despite their insistence on trying to set up a Sinister Six series they don't want to do movies about villains so like they're taking anti-heroes or or villains yeah. and and trying to make them more sympathetic so it's like in 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 a in a, in a smarter more competent horror movie <clears throat> the ship would be staffed by normal likable people who we feel mm-hmm. bad for and like there's that tinge of like or like horror. one or two assholes sure. because like you know, it's because you know you st- you still want to have like fun kills that the audience doesn't feel bad about. Yeah. But then, yeah, you have you have somebody who's like your your audience kind of like surrogate or your audience mm-hmm. anchor, where it's like, oh, this guy has a wife and kids back home. He's trying to get back to, and yeah, we're seeing and, like, oh my god, Morbius is horrifying. Yeah, and the the and that would also make us feel bad for the character of Morbius it, because he can't exactly. control his vampirism. But yeah, Sony and, and this can't movie, commit this to movie that. Try, yeah, this movie tries to do that, being like, oh, I need to make this, like, like, like vampire-killing serum because, oh, it has to end with me kind of thing. And it's like, <laughs> but, like, you haven't done anything that's that you know, awful. You, 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 know? Know, you know what could have even easily solved this problem if they really wanted to fucking make, like, Morbius sympathetic and, like, like like he the people that are or that he murders at the start are are like we don't care about they're in don't the inter- cast a sex pest. well there's that but like <laughs> yeah. they're in international waters just have the freighter attack by pirates pirates oh there you go yeah there you like, go like the, the ship is just attacked or whatever while yeah, morbius like, is going through the as process he's doing the experiment fuck and yeah like, yeah, like, like, yeah. So you have you have like his his crew of mercenary guys who are hard, like hired to help, but then they get wiped out by pirates as he's doing his experiment. And he's like, oh shit! Like, I'm gonna, you know, like I'm gonna morb out, and then the pirates like come upon this guy like in a, and they're like, oh haha! Like, what the fuck is this? And then they get fucking wiped out. Yeah, right? yeah. that'd be perfect. That's, that's so much better of a scene, and we just we just shat that out in two seconds on this fucking yeah. James, you could have Morbius. You you could have done two variants of that scene. One, it's a bunch of innocent people, and then we feel bad for Morbius. Or two, it's mm-hmm. a bunch of pirates, and we're like, fuck yeah, Morbius. And instead, yeah. they try to merge them both together, and mm-hmm. all we get is a fucking dumpster fire of shit. Yep. Ooh. Yeah, where it's like it doesn't matter at all because nothing matters because it's Morbius. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. And uh, like we're and we're go- course, we're gonna course, like the. We're going to get to it eventually, but, like, the post-credit scene sums up this entire fucking oh. movie. Oh, oh don't worry. Yeah, we'll, I, we'll get I transcribed it. it. Don't worry. Oh, okay, good. We'll get oh, to it. Oh, we're going in. God damn so, it. So, he morbs out, mm-hmm. and it's, 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 it's everything you expect. It's, it's, so, it's so shitty. And that is partly uh, due to, I can't remember if one of you mentioned it or if it was he something I read elsewhere, but oh. Jared Leto insisted 
that all the effects be CG and not practical. Yeah, I read that on IMDb. Yeah, that was, yeah, okay, that was you. Yeah. Because and, and, and what was his reasoning? He, that it's just like CG's the future? C- yeah, basically. Let me well, let me bring I think, up the I think the unspoken Because the thing still looks like a fucking masterpiece. I think the unspoken reason is that if he can't if he can't be torturing someone with like his demands, then the, his demands aren't worth making. So he needs to torture an entire C- team of CG artists as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, know, so, so yeah. As well as his coworkers. So on IMDb, it goes, uh, Jared Leto explained that he opted to avoid prosthetic makeup for his character's monstrous transformation. Initially, we were going to use prosthetics, but I really fought for CG. Obviously, it's the future, and it was exciting to work with these incredible people that are on the cutting edge of technology. I just thought it would give us a lot more freedom. And it's like, wearing prosthetics can be fascinating. It can affect the way you move and, and express. Conversely, CGI has its, uh, has its limitations and benefits. And it's like, they use prosthetics. Yeah. Yep. He's, Fucking hack. He, just, well, he didn't want to admit it. He didn't want to sit in a makeup chair for six hours. Yeah, and that's fu- that's that's fine. I, I would have respected yeah. the honesty more mm-hmm. because sitting yeah. in a makeup chair for hours on hours and hours and end can be really really frustrating. Like fucking Robert yeah. England has has gone on record and said like especially like in the the early Nightmare on Elm Streets, he hated wearing the makeup because it, it's yeah. it's just really tedious and 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 you have to like sit there yeah. and, and get up super fucking early. And you're mm-hmm. exhausted. And I mean, I mean, I know that was a big part of like Jennifer Lawrence's like, I don't want to play Mystique again. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, you're, you're, it's a full fucking body like thing, yeah. right? Yeah, it's just oh, like, and oh, fucking Batista as Drax. It's, yeah, and, yeah, and, and yeah, not yeah. done with it. Not, not to mention like if if you want to remove it properly, you then have to spend another couple hours to remove it on top of that. So it's like you're looking at like an 18, 20 hour long day, and that's mm-hmm. just. It's brutal. It's the, I, I could sympathize with that as opposed to just the brain dead studio mind of CGI is the future. Mm-hmm. That's why they think 2011 is such a good movie. Yeah. More yeah. morbing is the future. Uh, so my favorite new detail that I found out is so after all the dudes on the ship get morbed, uh, yep. in, in walk the two most unnecessary characters in the film a pair of detectives who despite having about four or five scenes of screen time do absolutely nothing yeah they're unimportant and they don't even they don't even like die they just kind of disappear yeah like one of them one of them is of course played by the wonderful tyrese gibson from fast and furious mm -hmm, mm -hmm. who has apparently signed a three-picture deal. Uh, this, this nothing character yeah. will be returning for two more films oh. in the Morbius Cinematic Universe. Oh, good lord! So, also since we're since we're talking about them, I want to mention my favorite line of the entire movie. <laughs> okay. Uh, where they walk into uh, God, I don't even remember who they're ta- who they're talking to. I think I think they're either no, they're not talking to Morbius. I think they're talking to the love interest. Okay, at this point, so they're going in to talk to her about like what they've found, and like there was a nurse that was killed. Uh, turns out not by Morbius, but by uh, uh, Milo. Mm-hmm. Um, spoiler alert: that's revealed later, um, but it's really fucking obvious. Um, 
and uh the uh one of the uh one of the detectives says something along the lines of like oh like we found the bot we found uh like you know the, the, all the blood in the body had been uh what's the <laughs> word and then the other one goes exsanguinated and you you don't Blood does not get exsanguinated. Exsanguinated means drained of blood. You say a body was exsanguinated, not the blood was exsanguinated. It's like, it's just one of those things where, like, the writers know the word exsanguinated and Mm -hmm. wanted it to be in the movie because, like, it's a cool fucking word. Sanguine? Awesome. Like, dope, dope fucking, like, you know, like, like, yeah, if you're into... If you're into words, it's a dope word. Uh, but it's like they didn't know how to use it in a way that wasn't fucking stupid because this is Morbius. These are also the same writers that forgot leeches exist. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, I mean, the bar's already pretty perhaps, low. Perhaps I am uh, giving them too much credit already to know that exsanguinated does not apply to blood. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> So, so anyway, uh, yeah. So as cat uh, as cat alluded, uh, the villain of the film is oh my god, I didn't see it coming. Oh it's, my god, it's his not brother from Doctor Who. the orphanage it's at Doctor the blood Who. the blood hospital. Who, it's Matt Smith who has made a terrible decision with his mm-hmm, career. Mm-hmm. Um, he was considered for a few superhero films in the past and turned them down because what was he, he wasn't for. Uh, they didn't say. But okay. he was he was offered roles in the past for for big superhero movies, and he always said no because it just mm-hmm. wasn't his jam. Yeah. Uh, but the offer came across the table for this one, and uh, for some reason, Morbius is the one he chose to go with. Matt, he's he's why? the he's the third Doctor Who to be in a Marvel superhero movie, and it's mm-hmm. and it's the worst one. Like Christopher Eccleston is in is in Thor: The Dark World. Is in Thor, which and is bad. It's not and great. And it's in Jessica Jones, and he's great. Which, he's fucking brilliant. He's I, the best part of that fucking series. Chris, yeah. Christopher oh, Eccleston is still a Christopher Eccleston's character in Thor: The Dark World is still a better fucking character than anything in fucking Morbius. And he's he's okay. nothing. He's folks, nothing, folks. Let that sink in, folks. Thor: The Dark World is better than this. The yeah. ba- Batman and Robin is better than this. I, I will die on that hill. Batman and Robin yeah. is is a bad movie, but like my my chief problem with Morbius is it's visionless and it's fucking soulless. There is no it is it is just here as an obligatory. Yeah. We want to make our own Marvel universe, and Batman and Robin is terrible, but it has a vision. Mm-hmm. It's a shitty vision, but it has yeah, a vision. But it, but it actually, yeah. Zack Snyder's DC films, like like. Superman, yeah, you Super- can love them or hate them. Man but of they Steel, have a vision. Justice League, Batman v Superman—they have a vision. This, this is mm-hmm. this is this is as bad, if not worse, than than the the Jared Leto Suicide Squad movie for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, Punisher Warzone is better than this. Yeah, and yeah. Punisher Warzone fucking sucks. Jonah Hex is better than this. Dolph, oh God, Dolph yeah. Lundgren's Punisher is better than this. Electra is better than this. <laughs> I actually have a weird soft spot for Electra. Blade Trinity is fucking better than this. Oh, oh wait, wait. Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern, yeah, is better than this. Honestly, probably. Yeah, it's 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 just. God damn it! This this movie is just infuriating, and it's it's. Oh. 
so just to yep. just to keep the ball rolling here, um, you you folks out there who are are listeners of the podcast may know because it's come up a couple of times, but um, I have a weird tendency to prophesize dialogue right before it happens. I think <laughs> oh my it, I, god! I think it's my stand. Yeah, yeah, it totally is. I'm pretty sure it's my stand. We both we and both had our moments, but you definitely had more in this one. Because there was like god. that one line 30 minutes, like less than 30 minutes in that I, I jokingly Holy quit. Well, and then it happened well, two mean, seconds like, later. And then it, you guys... Like, it, it's, a, no. it's, a, it's a timing thing with me, because I think the Fear Street one was the most egregious. Where I went like, oh god, like we... When when is the radio head gonna start? And then ten seconds later, creep started, and I said, yeah. "I quit. Yeah. I'm yeah. done." Yes, yes. Um, the gift of the curse so, of prophecy. So Milo becomes another morb. He morbs out, and I'm just like, "Oh no, I see it coming. We are going to get the line. You can't deny what you are." And you you thought that was going to be I in the final battle. You were later. Like- and, yeah, I, and, I, and, I, and I said, I said something along the lines of, uh, if it happens in this exact scene, I'm going to like eat, lose my shit. Yeah. And then, literally, like two seconds later, <laughs> the fucking line happened, and we were all just like screaming. <laughs> it's 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 just. I never asked for this. Yeah. I never asked for this power. <laughs> <laughs> this curse. What a horrible night to have a curse. And yet, what an, here we what are. What a horrible night to morb out. What a horrible and night. So then, uh, so then Milo begins going on a rampage. He's all like, I don't have bat cancer anymore. I'm going to be awesome. And he does a TikTok dance for an hour. <laughs> and it's great. It's the only part of the movie worth watching. And you can just find the minute-long clip of it on YouTube. So just go watch that. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, Matt it's Smith weird. seems to be the only actor having fun in this movie. Like that's, he knew it was a piece true. of shit, and he's just like, that's, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna have yes. fun." That's yeah. true. I feel like I feel like this is probably almost like a you know Michael Caine. Well, you know, I like the house it bought me kind of movie for him. Like, I hope I, at least I hope that's the case. Yeah, yeah. he, he like, made he made the most fun. of the shit he was given. Yeah. yeah. Um. So now to harken back to something James alluded to earlier, which is a major pet peeve of mine in superhero films, mm-hmm. uh, and that is. Final battle, protagonist and antagonist have the exact same abilities. Yep. And it's all shot in the dark. I, I fucking hate this trope. Yep. I get that they're trying to create some sort of message with it, mm-hmm. but it never works. I want to no. see a hero and villain have completely separate abilities. Yeah. You know, you've got Thor with his lightning and you've got Hela, who's like the goddess of death. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. have them go at it. I will. Yeah. Ca- I will. I will counter you, Lee. There is one time that I can think of where that that has worked, where the hero and villain have I, had the same abilities. And I worked. have the note of the one that I like. I want to see if it's the same one. I also have a note that I want to mention. But yeah. Stardust Crusaders Jotaro versus Dia. <laughs> oh, oh no! I'm talking. I'm purely talking superheroes. I it's it, I'm talking comics in general, baby. That's mine. That's mine. They have the okay. same goddamn ability. No, that's a... Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's a great power. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I stands, stands. I don't. I stands can be whatever. <laughs> um, for me, I was gonna mention that uh, I think the Iron Man movies have done a good job of like yes. 
Because Iron Man is just a dude with tech, and he sure. always fights just dudes with tech. But it works because it's like, it's sort of discussed, like, you know, the, the theme is literally like, you know, his influence on the rest of the world, that he's creating these villains by having this technology. And it's like, what are what are we actually doing with this? Like, this tech in the wrong hands is incredibly dangerous, and maybe you're the wrong hands. And it's yeah. just like... Yeah, this is this is actually interesting. I thought the first three Iron Man movies did mm-hmm. a did a great job with that shit. Even even the one where it's the closest when you've got Obadiah as the Ironmonger. Yeah. Yes. It's still just man in suit, but it's yeah. a more like brutal suit. There yes. there's a size difference. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's there's uh, tweaks yeah. to not, the formula. It's not just one to one. Yeah. Yeah, right. and I mean, I guess the third Iron Man, there, there's not really the the suit stuff, but you know, it, it's it's it nanotechnology. It's nanotech, yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah it's the same. So um, these were just the ones that I popped off the top of my head, and I'm sure there's more, but The Incredible Hulk, Hulk versus Abomination, Ant-Man versus Yellow Jacket. Yes, fun. Okay. Uh, Black Panther versus Killmonger, which I'm fully of the opinion they didn't even need to fight. They should have just, like, had a diplomatic ending. Uh-huh. Uh Captain Marvel versus Yon Rog, but that's got an asterisk because Yon Rog's a tool. Yeah. Uh, Venom versus Riot and Venom yep. versus Carnage. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then the one that I will say is actually good and gets a pass is Shang Chi versus Wenwu. Yes. Because oh, it's lo- just a fucking martial arts movie. Of oh, course, my- they're gonna have the same shit. Yeah, and that fight and it is slaps. so good. Yeah. <laughs> and it Holy slaps. Shit. <laughs> because Tony Lung is the shit. Yes, absolutely. So we get Morb versus Morb in the uh, in the big final matchup. Damn. And I will give kudos to one aspect of the movie here. And that's that when they when they start morbing out with the superpowers and like time slows down, they play with the lights to almost look like watercolor effects. Oh. And I was down okay. with that. Okay. I was kind of down with the watercolor shit because it looked okay. like it looked like Street Fighter. I'm like, okay, okay, this is this is dumb, and I'll take it. Uh, and then he 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 summons all the bats in the city somehow. Yeah, yeah he turns into Myotis. There's, there's a bunch of bats in New York. Him to death. There's a bunch of bats in New York now. Because why not? Yeah, because why not? And then blessedly, this piece of shit ends. But but hold on, uh, you forgot the scene. Where he confronts a bunch of gangsters who have a lab, and then he tells them, oh, "I'm Venom." Oh, yeah, he that's needs a thing. he needs a new he yes. needs a new lab to set up his operation, and so he targets the most low down, sinister of crime, uh, counterfeiters. Oh God! He, he yeah, takes over that, a lab of counterfeit. Money that printers. also, like, apparently in the trailer, which I did not see, but uh, in the trailer. That scene, there was like a joke yeah. involved yeah. when he's because he he, he he goes, "I am Venom" or whatever. He does Venom's catchphrase, and then he and then he immediately like backs down and just says, "Oh, just kidding. I'm you know Doctor Morbius." Wanted to say that, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's a joke. It's, it's dumb, but it's a joke. joke. It's dumb, but you know, it's like a moment of levity when he's doing something kind of you know not really interesting, but like <laughs> Jesus. In the movie, they cut they out just, the joke. They cut out the joke. They just left it as I am Venom. And you're like, what? Why? What What does this have to do with, like, that doesn't even make any sense. Like, it's like, yeah, okay, people know about Venom, but, like, what, what does... 
who cares? You know, like. All right, let's 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 move on to the post credit scene. And yes, I, I will rage about this because already. They, they they show in the in the very first trailer for Morbius and other trailers for Morbius, they showed off Michael Keaton, and everybody is like, "Whoa, what oh, the God. fuck is yeah. is this? Michael Keaton is Vulture? Is this actually MCU?" It, it it started raising all sorts of questions before this piece of shit fucking came out, right? Because the first trailer mm-hmm. dropped in 2020. This movie was supposed to come out in 2020, and thankfully the pandemic delayed it. Oh God. It, 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 it it postponed our suffering. It postponed the morbing. And postponed the morbing. Michael Keaton's not in this fucking movie until the post credit scenes. And from the post credit scenes, you can clearly tell that these <laughs> things were shot for something else and then poorly stitched together to make some yep. fucking post credit scene to expand the fucking universe where a portal opens up out of the sky and it's implying that somehow because of the events of Spider-Man Far From Home, even though the rules don't work that way, Michael <laughs> Keaton gets transported to the Sony universe and he's in prison. And because he's just some random in prison who, who in that universe hasn't committed a crime, they just let him go. And then Morbius drives out into the middle of the fucking desert and Michael Keaton shows up in full vulture gear. Who knows where the fuck he got this vulture gear? Yeah, yeah, right? Because yeah, he, he, he came over from prison and it's like very... Oh, God. And, yeah. and, and he, he somehow contacts Morbius and he basically does the Avengers thing of like, I'm thinking of set up a, setting up a team oh. we, because oh, this James. is Spider-Man's fault. And it's Here's- like... Here's the transcript. Thanks for meeting me, Doc. I've been reading about you. I'm listening. I'm not sure how I got here. Has to do with Spider-Man, I think. I'm still figuring this place out, but I think a bunch of guys like us should team up and do some good. Intriguing. Yeah. And and it's that it's, is up there with somehow Palpatine returned. It, this also like, it's also what? up there with the this is Katana. She, <laughs> she has a sword that traps her the sword drinks. The <laughs> and I it, wouldn't get on her bad side. <laughs> it's CGI Vulture, and it's very clear that that these these are two scenes being stitched together because Jared Leto is like they're they're not seen together. The yep. Vulture and Morbius yep. are not seen together. It's very it's it's just. You know, shot, reaction shot, shot, reaction shot. It's clear that these this is two separate bits of footage. And it, it's just here so Sony can try to make Sinister Six with Venom and Vulture and Morbius. Even though none of them, and Vulture's maybe the one bad guy based on Spider-Man Homecoming. But, like, he's not that bad of a person because, like, he's, they, 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 they fleshed him out and made him a decent villain and whatnot. Yep. A decent antagonist, but more importantly, Morbius's response should have been, "Who the fuck is Spider-Man?" <laughs> yeah, because there's no Spider-Man in the Sony universe, so we have mm-hmm. three of yeah. six villains, none of whom have a beef with Spider-Man, and none of them are yeah. particularly sinister. And Morbius is not even a member of the Sinister Six. Yep, yeah, the but, Sinister but Six you. are Mysterio, Doc Ock, Vulture, uh, Electro, Sandman, and Craven. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. More they, fucking morbid. Get the fuck out of here. Shit, all, yes. all, all, all Far From Home needed was one more villain, and it would have been a Sinister Six movie. Yep. Yeah. 
And it, it wouldn't have been the OG Sinister Six, but you could at least be like, okay, this is a great version of it because it's mashing together all the yeah. multiverses. It would have worked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. It would have been fine. It would have been it would have been fun. Bring back you know, Jill and Hall as Mysterio. Actually, boom. Oh my god, boom. Yeah, and you can actually like, you know. I don't know, like do something. Make it interesting because it's Marvel and they know how to make movies fun and interesting. And they know how to make a cast that has fucking chemistry with each other. Yeah, Jesus. Jesus. Christ fucking christ no, nobody in this that was movie like has chemistry one, that was like the one thing that you didn't mention that i wanted to harp on real mm. quick was mm. that i i have never seen a movie with like so like e- even the even the actors who i know are good you know like like the you know jared harris jared harris right where it's just like you feel like none of these people have a relationship with each other. You feel like none of them even know each other. Like they say lines like, I've been taking care of you since you were a boy or like, Oh, like, you know, like, we like best we've known friends. each other since we were kids or like, mm-hmm. or like, you know, we've been working together for years and like you, you, how did you turn down the Nobel prize? Like, you know, like that kind of shit, but it's like, it doesn't, none of it fucking matters no no it doesn't because because there's like there's no you feel no connections between them you like it's just i'm like i've never seen such a dry presentation of like scenes and and interactions with other human beings before there's like nothing to latch on i would be shocked if there was even like fan fiction of this fucking movie because I'm like, there's nothing to latch on to. You ha- you basically have to make your own, like, just write your own fucking vampire novel. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, because it's just like, there's no characters in this movie. There's nothing. Ugh, it's just, ugh. they're so bland and, and yeah, like, lifeless. And I'm just like, I made jokes in the movie being like, how many fucking used condoms do you think uh, Jared Leto sent to his coworkers <laughs> this time? And James was like, in his mind, not enough. Yeah, and it's not like, enough. It's like, yeah, you can. In, that's the thing. It's like, and also the other thing, fucking Jared Leto just needs to stop. Like, I know we already <laughs> talked about. Stop what? Just stop. Just stop. Yeah, he just, just needs to stop. I know we already talked about like, like how fucking awful he is. I'm, I'm honestly surprised he has not been canceled yet and that he's still fucking getting work because yeah. it's just like, we need to just like, first of all, he's an awful human being. And second of all, it's not fucking worth it. You know what I mean? Like, it's even if he was like, we fucking canceled Kevin Spacey, who was actually a good actor. Right. Mm -hmm. And we rightfully did that shit. Jared Leto sucks ass. Just let him fucking never be in movies ever again. If I never see another Jared Leto movie, it'll be too fucking soon. Bring back Daniel Day-Lewis as Morbius. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Get him out of retirement because he's a good actor. Mm-hmm. And 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 just just throw away Jared Leto. He's he's a shitty actor and a shittier person, and I don't know why. Like, does he have something on someone in Hollywood? Probably. That's that's the only reason I can think of why he's still fucking getting work. <sighs> makes it makes me very mad. It makes me probably as mad as it makes James that there's possibly a cinematic universe in store for this garbage. I I, I really fucking hate this movie. <laughs> I, I really, so, uh, I, 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 yeah. I, I, I might hate it more than Texas Chainsaw. I know that was a point of contention on. My, oh on yeah, our that's that. That's definitely a point of contention. Lee and I are think I think are still in the boat that that uh, uh, Texas Chainsaw is. I, 
Wait, I'm not even worse. going to exaggerate. You said yeah. Texas Chainsaw, and my <laughs> fist clenched. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like for me, for me, it's just I, I, uh, if if this movie had come out like five years ago, I probably yeah. wouldn't have hated it nearly as much because it's just a generic. It's mostly just a, it's just a bad superhero movie. It's just pretty bad. Yeah, but yeah. I, I hate it for what it represents because of just also like the endless superhero fatigue and just the non-stop like everybody is just trying to make cinematic universes and, and the endless media avalanche and and i don't yeah. want sony to be rewarded for this i don't want sony's cinematic universe to exist not because oh, oh i don't want sony to, to to have a competing thing for for marvel no i i just want good movies and if sony's not gonna put in the fucking effort i don't I, it just makes me so mad. Like Ven Venom is bad. The Venom movies are bad, but they have talented actors doing their best with the material, and it slightly elevates it. Like Tom Hardy interacting with himself as Venom is it's charming. It's cute. It's fun. It's it's not a good movie. Venom is is mm. probably yeah. Venom's maybe, awful. <laughs> Venom is Venom is really bad, and it even fucking has a goddamn. Fucking rap theme song straight out of fucking 2004. Oh, God, does it? Yeah, yeah. Fucking Eminem did a rap theme song for Venom called Venom. Oh, hell yeah. It's, it's oh, that's the right. This, I it's, forgot it's, about that. The song is kind of a bop, but this doesn't happen with superhero <laughs> movies anymore. It's mm -hmm. something that happened mm -hmm. like 2004, 2005. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a bad movie, but Tom Hardy slightly elevates it. And the Venom sequel, it's a bad movie. But Tom Hardy and Woody Harrelson slightly elevate it because they're really mm -hmm. talented actors doing the best with their material that they're given. Whereas this yeah. is just, it, it is it is just a cog in the machine to try to 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 to, to make money. That's 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 all it is. I I I, yeah. I can't remember the specifics as to what scene it was, uh, but like I I distinctly remember. And you guys making fun of me because it was like an in unintelligible fucking rant about how oh, yeah. elements of Morbius oh, yeah. was it's just copy pasted from Amazing Spider-Man Two. Yeah, it, it, it's just the same shit. <laughs> well, okay. Oh yeah, you, yeah. I've yeah. I've got the quote here. All I heard was uh, the same thing as the two. I was like, no, I understand when you're talking about Morbius, like that's. That's sometimes the most fluently. That's that's the most fluently you can speak. Sometimes it, it's just yeah. I, like I I can concede probably that Texas Chainsaw is a worse movie, mm -hmm. but like I really hate this movie on the principle that it exists and what yeah. it represents. And I just adore this the fact that you hate. I adore the fact that you hate Morbius for what it represents. <laughs> like, it is for its ethos. It's it's it is it is. It is everything that I hate about Hollywood in one mm -hmm. package. And I'm, 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 I was already really burned out on Marvel because just like the endless avalanche of, of, of like everything with Phase 4, where it's like five shows mm -hmm. a year, yeah. four movies a year. Like, I haven't seen Far From Home, even though I know it's good. And I wanted to mm -hmm. see it when, when it was first announced because I like, I like, yeah, Spider-Man's fun. Spider-Man's Spider a lot of fun. Uh, I wanted to see the, the new Thor movie, Love and Thunder, when it got announced, because I loved Ragnarok, and Taika Waititi, I think, is a great, fun director. I wanted to see Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, because James Gunn is a very talented director, but I got 
I got so burned out and Morbius is basically like solidified that where I, I am now just, I'm never going to watch another Marvel movie ever again. Even MCU. I just can't stand it anymore. I'm done. I, I, I want it to die. Yeah. I just, I just, I just, I just want it to die. I, I want everything to die. I want, I, I, I want the heat death of the universe because of Morbius. Because of Morbius. So, so final thoughts, guys. Morbius oh recommend? God. Uh, no. <laughs> I would, I not would even a little bit. Not even, not, not even as a meme. I would rather not even as a meme. Don't do it as a meme. Like, like, okay, if. Like, even if you like bad, like, you know, we here on this channel appreciate bad movies. Axum. Right? We, yeah. Axum, Grave Encounters, all, like, all of that kind of shit where it's like, hey, it could make us angry. It, you know, it could be insufferable, but we have fun watching it and, like, ragging on it and just, like, memeing it with each other, right? This movie has, like, nothing to latch on to. Yeah. It is, it is dry, like, granola bar of a fucking movie. That's just like, but even granola bars have, you know, a purpose. This movie isn't even that. It's like if granola bars were made of sawdust, that's this fucking movie. Mm-hmm. I not would even not. Uh, I would rather no nutritional value. <laughs> I would rather I would rather chop off my dick and throw it in a river of fire than ever recommend anybody watch Morbius. <laughs> yeah. So Accurate. we're gonna so we're gonna see the sequel, right? Uh, yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously for the memes, god damn it. That resignation. I'm, I, I'm going, I know what my fate is. I'm going to yeah. shit myself to death. <laughs> Just god damn sure, it. Sure, sure, James. And then we'll revive you because Morbius. you need to finish need this to, I need, corpse party. <laughs> I need to more about. I need let's, to more about. Let's let's try to bring some uh let's try to bring some life back into Saber. Uh we, we wanna use the rest of the podcast to play catch up because it's been a hot minute since we've yeah. uh since we've met with you fine people. Saber, yeah. why don't you start? I think I think yeah. we need to talk about some things that you've been up to and maybe enjoy put well, some I life mean, back into your soul. <laughs> I guess I guess before we can before we get into that, because we can I guess sort of briefly make it a double feature because it's tangentially related because of bats. We all watch the Batman. I thought it was all right. Robert Pattinson was neat. He's fine. Paul Dano. I finally have more followers than the fucking nerd. Um, <laughs> Not Paul Dano himself, but the Riddler. But the Riddler. Paul Dano's Riddler. Uh, yes. Paul Dano's Riddler I... had like 507 followers. It's like this fucking terrorist only has 507 followers. I have the exact yeah. same number. <laughs> Yeah, they were like, all stand fringe for weirdos, and then we looked at Saber's fucking Twitch, and we were like, oh, oh no. <laughs> I have the exact same, so that was my marketing push for the last month and a half, is like, please give me more followers than Paul Dano's Riddler. Um, uh, yeah, no, I the, the, we, we all watched the Batman together, and I thought it was good. I, 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 I have a quote in, like, Out of Context that was basically like, I'm, uh, uh, like, I'm also burned out on superhero movies, but what I'm not burned out on is Seven. Yeah. And yeah, this this movie was very very seven. I think my only my my only real criticism of it is that um I think that the parallel between like this Bruce Wayne and uh Kurt Cobain was maybe a little too on the nose. Uh I think they should have either like made that parallel just like kind of like an undercurrent and then not used his music. 
Or they should have yeah. used his music and like not made it so obvious that like he's Kurt Cobain. You know, like I, I just felt like one or the other. I felt like both together was very like itchy tasty in Resident Evil, where it was just like, mm-hmm. okay, it's a little you're we going a little too fanboy here. Let's tone it down a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Oh, and the fucking the fucking Joker scene was awful. Yeah, dude, Jesus oh, yeah. Christ. Um, Colin Farrell stole need... the movie, but the oh, Joker God, scene was yes. awful. The Joker scene made me not <laughs> like the movie nearly as much. Yeah. the The thing is, I don't, I don't necessarily like the the person that the acting was fine, right? Like, I didn't, I didn't hate the actor playing the Joker. It's just we didn't need the Joker in this movie. Like, we shouldn't have had the Joker in this movie. We should have yeah, made well, him what, his own thing later well, on. What apparently they want to do, my um, my my housemate is a huge Batman fan. And she, mm-hmm. um, she gave me some insight as to what apparently the plan is for the Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently we can put our concerns a little bit to rest. The plan is to not have him be, like, a villain anytime soon. He is going to be a Hannibal Lecter-style character. That's- well, see, because that there's a deleted scene from this movie where he does exactly that. Yeah, if that's like, going to be the plan for like whatever they do with the franchise. He's just going to be that person in his cell playing okay. off of Batman's wits. That that I don't mind so much. Yeah, that that seems interesting to me. I don't think it like I think it's a good thing that it was cut from this movie in particular. Yes. But like, yeah, if you want to do sort of like a rogues gallery Batman type thing where it's like Joker's been dealt with, but we still have to, you know encounter him in some way you know now is a much more like low-key version since he's been caught and neutralized Mm -hmm. but still with that ability to kind of like really twist like batman screws when he when he gets the chance kind of thing it it plays right into why i really like this movie and that's that Mm -hmm. someone and that's someone being the writer remembered that batman is a detective Yes, they made it a detective movie yes and that was that was the best part yeah yeah it, it felt like, you know, like Sherlock Holmes going out there with his tech and, you know, mm-hmm. doing his thing. Mm-hmm. And if they're going to take that Hannibal Lecter route, I love the idea of like, you know, he's the detective. He needs to get inside the mind of the villain. Well, who mm-hmm. better to go to than the one villain who knew how to wind your shit up? Yep. So just like, yeah. oh, shit, I got to go see him. And then like, mm-hmm. you know, have a little five minute exposition dump with the Joker. And yeah. then, OK, and you're good. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully they handle it with some tact. I also read a couple days ago that they greenlit the uh, the sequel for Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. I, that, that upsets me, honestly. Um, there's there's a direction that they could go with it that I I really really like, and I hope yeah. they do it because the uh, the subtitle for the movie is like the something of two. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my hope is and. Bear with me here. It's going to sound stupid at first, but bear with me. I'm hoping that that second is Harley Quinn. Oh. Because I want it to be all I want, like half of the movie or more to be in Arkham. And I want her to be Harleen Quinzel, his Uh shrink. And I want the whole thing to still be a slow burn character piece where he's already kind of lost it. So now it's wearing down her psyche and we get to see the slow transformation of Harleen into Harley Quinn. Yes. And then we yes. get that. And then we get oh her being I, that in the last five minutes. I know that I know that we just ragged on superhero origin stories. I would love to see a like Harley, Harley, Harley and Quinzel, uh, you know, turning into Harley Quinn in the style of that. fucking it, Like, like movie. basically, oh basically, God. basically breaking bad with Harley Quinn. 
I'm, would, I'm here I, for I, it. I would like that as it's as a thing, but at least for me, the one the the main appealing thing about the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie was that it was intended to be just a a one shot standalone oh, thing. Correct. And and yeah. the fact that it's getting a sequel just it makes me like the Joaquin Phoenix it's, one less. The the I, I just googled it. The uh um it's it's uh it's the working title for the script, which is uh and I'm gonna butcher the French, but Oh, Folly of Two. Yeah, which is the the Madness of Two, directly. Oh, Madness of Two, okay. Which does definitely kind of sound like maybe Harley. Yeah. Um, Which I would would be down for. If that's the approach, I'm with it. That sounds cool, yeah. And then just really fuck with the multiverse and still make it Margot Robbie. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. That's the thing, like, I mean, I don't know how many people saw I, She's I didn't actually, but I'd like to because Margot Robbie you, has become like my favorite current actress. She's she's amazing, and she's especially amazing in that movie. Okay, she, I gotta check that out. She I does such a good. There's one. There's one scene in particular where she's trying to like she's having a fucking breakdown in front of a mirror, and she's just trying to put on that like showgirl like everything's fine. I'm gonna go out there and you know do my fucking thing because that's all I fucking know how to do. Uh, it's so good. Like. <laughs> Yeah, she's, I'm. She's brilliant. I just I, I love her. For, for some reason, I'm really excited to see her as Barbie. Oh my god, me too. Me too. <laughs> I don't really know Listen. why. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here for it. That fucking. <laughs> it sounds wonderful. To, to so cycle you, back to sure. one thing you said, Kat, because I, I was reminded mm-hmm. of it and I wanted to get the exact quote. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the Kurt Cobain thing with the Batman. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. There was a tweet that I really liked from uh, Jason uh, Pergen, who's the writer of uh, John Dies at the End, and he was like, he, I think he found it cracked. Uh, and he goes, mm. yeah, I, he th- I think if you could bring 1991-era Kurt Cobain to the present and show <laughs> him that his song about his homeless experience is being used in a $200 million Batman movie to help set the mood for a Riddler yep. scene, he'd think yep. it was the funniest fucking thing he'd ever heard. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, uh I, I, I get it. I get the I get the vibe you're going for, but I, I just think it was a bit of a miss for me. Yeah. yeah. Batman Batman good. Yeah. Go Batman go good. see. Bat, Batman fine. Mm-hmm. Batman Batman's the Batman's the superior bat movie between it, Batman and true. Mobius. True. <laughs> that's that's the best way we could put it for sure. It's, it's fine, at least for me. I'm I'm more muted because uh, again, like I'm I'm a bitter old man at this point with superhero movies. But sure, it's it's it. I like Seven. I like the vibe of it. Pattinson's yeah. great. Colin Farrell yeah. steals that fucking movie for me. Colin Farrell is great. Yes. Oh, he's wonderful. He's so good, and he just like I mean, you know, it's a lot of prosthetics and stuff. But I was just like sitting there. I'm like, like I I, I go to Will. I'm like, you know, who that is. And he's just like, no, is that somebody I should recognize? I'm like, look look at him. Like look look at him a little closer. And he's just like. I I don't know. I don't know like American actors that well. And I was just like, it's Colin Farrell. And he's just like, who is that? And I'm like, God damn it, Will. Oh, <laughs> in fucking Bruges. But, but yeah, in fucking Bruges. He, he that's the thing. He knows when I when I mention movies he's been in, he's like, oh that guy. But like he won't know the names. Of yeah. The people. yeah. Um. But anyway, the other thing we did was uh, Godzilla Final Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
Fire Mazer. Yeah, here's a movie so, I'm yeah, actually these, excited about. Don fucking yeah. Fry. These two goons were like, Cat, you've never seen Godzilla Final Wars, so we're watching Godzilla Final Wars. And I was just like, wait, what? And then they just like dragged me into this fucking insanity. Uh which so was just good. wonderful. You, was, you thought we were being sarcastic when we told you I it's did. our favorite Godzilla movie. And I we're like, did. no, good. no, we're not being sarcastic. I did, because I was just like, well, you know, it's pro- probably just... The, but yeah, it's just, it's like, it's so cheesy and bananas. And it knows fun. what it is, and it doesn't it give a fa- fuck. It is, it yep. is unapologetic, yep. nonstop insanity. I, I fucking adore scenery-chewing villains. Yeah, and the alien holy shit X. he's just like where he's just like he's referring to everyone as cattle and like <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like every fucking scene he's calling the humans that are like trying to defeat him cattle and it's just so funny and i was just like i was i just wanted one of them to just be like shut the fuck up dude listen, <laughs> like, <laughs> listen. mounting <laughs> there are two things you didn't know about the earth one is me me and the other is me yeah <laughs> The others, Godzilla. Godzilla. <laughs> the, the the mounting frustration that X shows every time he sends another monster and it gets jobbed out in like twenty seconds is just oh God, so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Folks, God. if you if you're into kaiju, go go watch Godzilla Final Wars. It's yeah. it's Godzilla versus like his entire rogues gallery. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like including only- CGI American Godzilla. Yeah. yeah, he he only has two allies in the whole movie. Uh-huh. It's of course Moth Mama. It's yeah. of course Moth Mama yeah. and Don Fucking Fry, <laughs> who is basically a human kaiju. Yep, yeah, basically. Oh my, and he he's he's the only person in the movie that doesn't speak Japanese, <laughs> and they just don't care. Like he's just he's <laughs> yeah. he's speaking English to everyone, and they're responding in Japanese, and like. Obviously, they cannot understand each other, but the movie's just like, sure, they get it. <laughs> like, he speaks they understand the universal other. language of violence. <laughs> yeah, basically. The universal language of fire mazer. Oh my god. Oh, it's so funny. It's so fucking funny. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, yeah. And uh, I, I ended up spoiling myself a little bit on, like, because, yeah, like, they were like, uh, I think I ended up, like, looking up one of the actors on IMDb because I was just like, they look super familiar. Um, and then I found, like, in the Godzilla Final Wars, like, you know, description, it was, like, the, the it was, like, the twins, and I was just like, oh, I know who yeah. that's for. Yeah. <laughs> I queen. know who that's for. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, yeah. Go see it. It's very fun. It's, I think it's just, you can rent it, right? Yeah, yeah, it rents it yeah. on Amazon Prime. It's it's an older movie, but it checks out. It's yeah, it's, it's like early mid two thousands, but two thousand two thousand four because it was the fiftieth anniversary. You guys film. mentioned that's right. You guys mentioned too. It was like one of the last ones where they were in suit. It was a guy in a suit. Yep that that actually that actually it is, is the the last one. The last, it's the one. last one. Yeah, because yeah. uh, Shin Godzilla, they it's is... primarily CG. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the first and, Japanese oh, Godzilla and, movie where it's a CG Godzilla. Oh, that movie and, fucks. And they uh, hilariously canonize uh, the American Godzilla as yeah. one of the as like a separate kaiju. The 1998 gets, American Godzilla. Yeah, who, who just gets fucking bodied immediately. Godzilla. <laughs> like, yes. Great. Yes. Yeah. The the oh. director's uh, rationale for naming him Zilla was that the 98 Godzilla took the god out of Godzilla because <laughs> Godzilla great. is supposed to be this unstoppable also, monster. 
And also, her, 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 yes, her, yes. Thank you. Uh, she gets <laughs> she gets bodied by fighter jets, and that's yes, not supposed yes, to be does. Godzilla. Godzilla yep. is supposed to be unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so boy. what else did you do? Uh, what else did you do this month, James? Yeah. Uh, it's just been mostly streaming stuff uh, outside of mm-hmm. just an occasional. I, I started rewatching Better Call Saul because the finale is coming up. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I said that I was going to, I, I intentionally stopped watching Better Call Saul after season one because I was like, I want to binge it like I binge Breaking Bad. Mm, gotcha. Um, me, I, I don't like week to week television. I'm just tired mm. of it. I don't like the waiting and I'd rather wait and wait for it to be wrapped up. And then if I hear it shit, then I can just skip it because like clunker finales like Dexter and Game of Thrones just yeah. ruined me. Like, I don't want to invest hundreds of episodes into something that is just going to overall be a wet part. Um, I, well, I don't know what you mean about Game of Thrones, because it had it had four perfect seasons, and then was strangely pulled from broadcasting, and we <laughs> never saw the ending. If only. Weird, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Vince Gilligan came back that year and gave us a second ending to Breaking Bad that was, that was better. <laughs> Somehow better that than that asshole. I'll end mine twice. <laughs> cheeky, cheeky motherfucker. And then uh, also, I, I because I haven't watched um, uh, the the last few seasons of it, I started rewatching Castlevania. And like I, what I've seen of both of them, I I, I adore, and I'm I, I, I'm pretty sure I'll adore the rest of them. But mostly, yeah. it's just been uh, streaming stuff. Like Kat and I have been going through the Cory recently, which which is yeah. fucking great. So we we did. I, I wanted to talk about these two. We did. Well, we can't talk about the quarry yet because we're not done with it. But uh, so far, so good. Um, but we we did play through. We did beat House of Ashes, and then I went on to play it twice more with other people. Um, okay, can we talk about House of Ashes and how it's actually good? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like I don't like a lot of that series, but. That I, is I, really solid. Hey, and it also, That's you know what? House of Ashes also ties into Morbius because it's about vampires. It, oh, it is about vampires, but, you know, alien vampires, baby. Yeah, I, um, I really, I really dug it. And, uh, it's probably the first, the first of the Dark Pictures anthology that I've been excited to replay. Um, the other two, I think, were, well, the other two were so bad that we had no, we had no expectations of House of Ashes. We were like, this is going to suck. Yeah, we waited. Just, like, we waited like a, not eight, yeah. We eight waited months. so we waited so long because we were just like, Ugh, like I, I don't want to do this again. You well, know, we we, like, we both had it since since it came out, and just we didn't yeah. touch it because little yeah. hope was. Man of Medan on my first playthrough was fine, but mm-hmm. on on our recent yeah, second playthrough, it was not as good. But little I, I little hope also, is real bad. Yeah, they improved a lot of the like gameplay of it, you know. So like, because Man of Medan just it was way too punishing with the QTEs, especially when yeah, you're playing co-op and there's a delay. It's just like, oh shit, I'm I'm fucked because I didn't see the prompt come up because you your you, your thing lagged and but like your timer didn't. So yeah, yeah, it's just like, ugh, yeah. The, yeah. the UI lagged, but the timer didn't, and therefore I failed. And you're like, cool, thanks. Great, mm-hmm. wonderful. Um, but yeah, no, House of Ashes is actually good. Uh, I, I've I've played it with two other people, two people who did not play uh, any of the other dark pictures, and I do think that part of the 
part of the us liking it is that we have the shared experience of the Dark Pictures anthology being awful before that. Um, because they were more lukewarm than I was about it. Uh, my sister really enjoyed it, and my other friend was like, I don't like the fact that it, it you know, it, it's wearing two hats now because it's vampires and aliens. And I was like, no, it's an escalation. You know, I'm just like, whatever. You think what you want to think. I, I really dug that, I that like twist. Weird, that I like just, weird schlocky shit. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I was like, it just went insane. Like, yes, yes, sure. It's it's two separate things, but you know, it's not because the aliens got infected with vampirism. And it, it's it, vampire aliens. And it's dope. It, it's weird. it also it's, it's a fucking sci-fi original movie. It's it's fucking weird and awesome. And it had at least some likable characters because, like, yes. like there was Fliss and Madame Dan, and then the rest S- of the Salim, cast was, was Salim is best boy. Salim is best yes, boy, and absolutely. then what? What? What's his face? Jason. He he has he has a fucking arc. He has an actual arc where like he, he, he fucking learns to the, oh not God, be a so shithead. Not be a shithead. I'm not a fan of the um the God uh, I blanked for a fucking second. The uh, dark pictures. I'm not a fan yeah. of the whole like play through a movie style like the the David Cage Quantic Dream shit. Mm, I'm not okay. a fan of it. Okay. But this story and its pacing, its beats, if yeah. this was a Shudder original, yeah. mm-hmm. I would not shut the fuck up about it. Yes. I'd be it's like, so this much. is the greatest B-schlock that has been released in years. Go watch this. Yeah. Yes, It's absolutely. like Relic. It's like, just like some old, like yeah. weird monster flick that you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. M- like Mimic. I forgot about Mimic. Like, <laughs> yeah. To to counter that though, I I am a big fan of of like this style of you know quote unquote movie games. Mm-hmm. I you know I don't I don't necessarily think that like not all games should be like this. Personally, what I really want to see is I want a branching narrative game that has coupled with actual gameplay. You know, like almost like you take like a like a um I don't know. You could you could take a third person shooter or something like that, right? You, you could mm-hmm. be a Resident Evil or a Last of Us or something like that. But then just give me decisions to make, and and that affects kind of like where the scenes go, and like you could you know you, like obviously that's uh, like a huge fucking scope for a game. Yeah. But you, could, you could make stuff that's like you know you, like you could make a Dark Pictures length experience where it's like it's like three or four hours, but. Give me that like replayability of my decisions fucking matter, and yeah, everything I do in in like in the gameplay, you know, matters. There's a so. good amount of situations like that that pop up in Witcher Three, but not enough that you can like dictate the narrative. Yes, like there's yes. enough that like oh, there's like eight ways I can solve this problem. That's yeah unique for this kind of game, but like yeah, it doesn't mm-hmm. have that you know adjust the structure sort of mm-hmm. thing like disco elysium yeah. feels like it gets kind of close yeah but, sure yeah I, uh, but like, i get what you're saying yes I, I i just i want i i want basically a like if if we had if house of ashes had also come with like it was basically call of duty on top of it oh, that might have oh, been like the perfect oh. fucking game for me because it's just like holy That's shit cool. like and, you know, granted, you'd have to, like, how do you handle people dying in the gameplay sections? It might be a little bit too much of a, you know, a disconnect between gameplay and cinematic choices. Mm-hmm. But maybe not. I Like, you know, I don't, I, I don't know. I think there's a way that it could work. I think it's maybe just, like, 
it's a problem that nobody is trying to solve because that, you know, it's first of all, most people don't don't like the movie games, right? Like mm-hmm. the most people don't want that kind of stuff. And second of all, it is something where like if if a if a game isn't delivering like a, like almost like 80% of its experience to the user in one go, people are like cut it. Mm-hmm. You know, cut that shit. We don't we don't need this thing if nobody's going to see it kind of thing. And it's just like, well, that, you know, all right, but that kind of I I this is this is like cat's cat's dream for, you know, if if I am ever given like millions of dollars, I would want to try to make a branching narrative game that has, you know, or like a, a game a game where like your choices in gameplay affect how the narrative works. Ooh, that could be a fun episode for a future podcast is all three of us brainstorm what we would do with our like if we could make one game. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a fun one. That'd be cool. Um well yeah, I, I, so that's I got a couple quickies and then one one gush in regards to Hell yeah. stuff. Uh, quickies, mm-hmm. uh, City Shrouded in Shadow, which is basically Kaiju Simulator, except for you're the oh, you're, you're a you're you're a normal you're a mook you're, yeah, a you're a normal civilian. Uh, I have no idea what the fuck happened in the game because the game is uh, it it was Japanese only release. There's no English mm-hmm. translation. Uh, but as a as a big fan of Kaiju and whatnot, especially since. All the kaiju in this movie are like, or game are licensed from like Godzilla and Gamera and Pat Labor and, and Evangelion and, and Ultraman. This game was a lot of fun for, for me personally. Uh, it's it's base, it's a spinoff of the Disaster Report series. You're just trying to escape a city. And it's like, it's, it's pretty cool. A little, little overboard on this, this, these two Yakuza dudes want to murder you because you saw them doing a deal. And it's like, bro, we're. The city's being attacked by kaiju. Fuck off. We had better things to do. Get away from me. Uh, but, you know, I, I dug it. Uh, and then Iru, which is another Japanese-only uh, game for PS1. It's a horror game that I streamed recently, and uh, I just knew it was a Japanese PS1 horror game, and it does have an English translation. What I didn't know was that it was a fucking Lovecraftian horror game, like straight-up fucking Cthulhu and shit. Like, and that, that, that was really, really, really cool. I love it. But the last, which I want to gush about in a little bit more detail, is something that I slightly gushed to you guys off, off, off podcast, and that's mm. Rule of Fucking Rose. Yeah. Ooh. Because, good fucking God, I have not played a horror game that emotionally impactful since Silent Hill 2. Uh, the gameplay is a hot fucking mess. Like the combat <laughs> fucking sucks. Even by yeah, even survival the horror. So. Yeah, even the devs have said so. Yeah. E- even by survival horror standards, uh, yeah. the combat's really, really, really bad to the point of frustration. Mm-hmm. But if you can get past that, it is one of the 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 most heart wrenching psychological horror games that 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 analyzes trauma and 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 it just like just it's the first time i've ever cried on stream it's it's the only time i've ever cried on stream that ending fucking Mm -hmm. ripped my goddamn soul out of my fucking body um the, the whole basic thing is uh it's set in the 1930s you play as this young 20 year old woman and she doesn't remember most of her her childhood uh and she revisits the orphanage 
that she grew up in, which has been closed down. And shortly after she gets there, she is ambushed by these kids wearing burlap sacks on their head and thrown into a coffin. And when she wakes up, she finds herself on an airship. And it becomes apparent over the course of the game that she is reliving her memories of her childhood in the orphanage and the bullying that she, she, she endured. And it's mixed with the make-believe games that she would play with her few friends at the orphanage where they would imagine themselves mm -hmm. on an airship. So like a lot of right. the airship rooms are direct one-to-one -one recreations of rooms in the orphanage. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of uh, uh, symbolism in terms of the monster design and, and what happens and, and whatnot. And the whole thing is building up to the event of why did this person mentally block all of her memories? And for me, it, it, it was one of the, the, the most gut-wrenching experiences I've ever had, and I can't recommend it enough, uh, outside of the fact that the gameplay is a hot mess. If you can tolerate really shitty gameplay, play it. If not, watch a long play or an analysis video or a story video. It, it, it really hits hard. It, it's it's a great goddamn game despite the shitty shitty gameplay. Nice. Hell yeah. Yeah, I, I enjoyed watching you play it for the moments I was able to tune in. And I, I remember you distinctly being like, "What the fuck is happening?" Because so much weird <laughs> yes. shit happens, yes. and it's just like yes. it, it is. It, it's really abstract and surreal, but mm -hmm. a lot of it starts to become more. It's like Silent Hill, where you see a weird fucking monster, and you're like, that looks creepy and horrifying, and then when you get more of the narrative details, it clicks mm -hmm. as to what the monster is, and you're like, oh, God. Yeah. You know, and it hits hard, because... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's basically all my shit. Fuck yeah. Nice. So, Lee, do you want to go next? I have, I have, like, four things I want to talk about. Um, uh, but they're all pretty short. So. Uh, sure, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll step up next. Um, okay. I'm not going to go a whole lot into some of these because I have a feeling I like enough of them that they may make an appearance in the second annual Golden Roccos. Uh -huh. So I want to save my more in-depth discussion on them for then. Very cool. Um, but I completed Nier Automata. Fuck yeah, you did. Nice. Uh, nice. Which is... Uh, fuck it, probably going to be in my top 10 uh, for the Rockos, so I'll, I'll hold a lot of shit back on that, but like, it's the meme of like uh, you go in expecting android booty and you leave with crippling existential dread. <laughs> um, it was fucking wonderful, and uh, to quote a wise man who is in the podcast with us, it has an ending so powerful that cannot be conveyed in any medium other than video games, mm -hmm. uh, which is absolutely correct. I'll, I'll mm -hmm. leave it at that for now. Um, I played the fuck out of uh, a nice little relaxing ditty called Atelier Riza. Um, great adventure crafting game, part of uh, the Atelier Alchemy series. Um, Lighthearted, fun, really good crafting system. Claudia, best girl. It's a great mm -hmm. time. Um, nice. I'm, I feel so bad talking shit because Saber bought it for me. I am suffering through FF7 Remake. <laughs> listen, listen, don't feel bad talking shit. You knew 
what it was because you saw me play it and you were in my you were in VC with me as I went through it. You knew what you were getting into and you wanted to go through it anyway to experience it yourself. I just saved you the money. I I'm trying so don't, hard. Don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. I'm oh my god. Every time I start to get invested and the nostalgia kicks in, like when they do a scene that's a perfect recreation of the original and I go like wow this is oh this is really sweet yeah I remember the old days and then you know spooky condom monsters pop up the fucking time ghosts time ghosts and they ruin everything I I'm the Kingdom Hearts apologist and Namora needs to stop it throw Namora in the same bin that Jared Leto's in this so throw, uh, throw, them, throw them both into the bin. Um, uh, on the good side, uh, I li- I like the combat system. I think the combat system's really good. Uh, it's it's it visually it's nice and song wise it's nice too. I remember, I I remember when Advent Children came out. I'm like, man, wouldn't it be cool if I could play a Final Fantasy that looked like Advent Children? And now I'm playing one that looks better. Like that's great. Mm-hmm. Um expanding some of the minor character roles into bigger parts like when it's characters i like i'm totally cool with like reno and rude getting more time i'm always okay with because i love the turks um tiffa is still absolutely wonderful barrett is so so fucking good eris got a glow up i I didn't like eris but she's great in, in in the remake her little personality and like i love her dodge it's this cute little bunny hop thing her her character has like some of that like feisty spunky attitude that's just fucking great like when a bunch of the shit uh the shit heels at don corneo's palace are like eyeballing her and be like i don't know man she looks like she could clean up pretty good and she's like what what do you mean clean up yeah we could we could make something with this work cloud permission to kill <laughs> like okay you're you're getting some serious points here Aerith. you're great uh yeah, it's overall like the the time goes shenanigans needs to fuck off. Um, two more quickies, and then I'll get to the one I want to talk about. Uh, I watched an absolutely abhorrent, evil piece of shit called The Sadness. Uh, yeah, you talk, you 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 mentioned uh, this one to me that I, oh, yeah. I was like like, and I I looked at the IMDb like synopsis, the super short like one sentence one, yep. and I was like, oh, I can see why you like clicked on it because like. It sounds interesting from just the I, synopsis. I am furious at this movie. I I hate watched about two thirds of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is uh, it is on Shutter. It is a horror movie about a zombie outbreak. Um, and the first like I don't know fifteen minutes is pretty fucking solid. Mm-hmm. It's like you know that great early stage zombie outbreak. Sort oh of wait a stuff. second, is this the one that the foreign language one? The the yes. Okay. No, well, okay, I, I, yeah. I've I've brought up two foreign language zombie movies to you: Virus Thirty Two, and this one. Okay, one of Virus one of them. 32. One of them you recommended I watched, and I couldn't I couldn't keep watching it because I can't um, do other that things was, while I watch well, foreign language movies. Yes, but... that one was Virus Thirty Two. Okay. that's that's is still this, kind is, of a piece of shit. Is the sadness the one where they're psychopaths? Yes. Yeah, it's the. Yeah, okay. It's basically. Right. I will. It's the. It's I well, will not be giving this much conversation time on the podcast uh, yeah, let's, yeah. because it's an abhorrent piece of shit. Um, it, it turns into an hour and a half of just brutal sexual assault. 
yeah. uh, by the undead, which is just like, who made this? Who gave mm-hmm. this money? And why is it like 90% on Rotten Tomatoes? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's my issue with it, is people seem to like this. Uh, this is the, the Gooncast official recommendation of you can skip the sadness if you have a soul. Uh, what is good on Shudder, however, is Eli Roth's documentary series, History of Horror. Cool. I've been I have been binging this shit. Um, okay. Eli Roth as a filmmaker, he's one of those guys I I more appreciate than I yeah. like his movies. I don't Correct. like his films. Yeah, um, Cabin he's... Fever's not for me. Hostel's a piece of shit. Yeah, um, yeah. he's 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 got he's got a he's got a vibe. He's got an aesthetic, and it's just yep. it's not really one that that gels with me. But I can appreciate that he's out there and he's making his stuff. You know, like, I like him as the bear Jew. That's yeah, about it. God, he's great. Yeah. Um, but he's got a brilliantly made docu series where every episode is a different subgenre of horror, and he's... he gets a whole like who's who of. Oh, experts awesome. and actors and filmmakers he is, he is very very clearly a big fan of horror and i think that's what makes me appreciate him even if i don't appreciate his movies he's making like, a big step i think to be like the modern day horror historian that's and awesome. if he is gonna keep doing this mm-hmm. i i'm all for it like if cool. every episode is centered around a round table of it's nice. him him greg nicotero and rob zombie Oh. Uh, which already there's a podcast I'll listen to. Yeah, right. Um, like holy shit. And then different experts like this come shit. in. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So, <laughs> so like you know, for the slasher episode, he has like Robert Englund, Tony Todd. He'll get all these all these people coming in, and it's brilliantly done. Go watch it. It's only three seasons, awesome. and they're like six or seven episodes a piece, because um, there's only like so many subgenres, but they're all done with a lot of love and care. Mm-hmm. Um. And okay, I watched a documentary called Class Action Park. Huh? All right. Oh, I heard so, about this one. <laughs> I, I didn't hear about this one. What is so this? So, this is on HBO. Okay. Class Action Park is a documentary about a water park that was the most like unsafe, unscrupulous horrifying playground of debauchery um seven people died in this theme park um it it was started by a dude who calls himself uncle gene who is such a scumbag he was kicked out of wall street for fraud in the 80s 80s wall street didn't want this guy around wow okay and he took all his money and he he bought a ski resort and he's like man i need to find a way to make some money during the summer months so he made a water park he uh he did not get trustworthy engineers to build anything um he would like draw a loop on a dinner napkin and go make me this and they'd build it for him, and he'd put a crash test dummy through it, and it would come out in pieces. And he'd go, okay, rework it a little bit, and he'd retool (laughs) it a little bit, and then he'd look to his employees, who are teenagers between the ages of, like, 15 and 19, and said, 100 bucks to anyone who wants to test it. And kids are, like, getting concussed. Um... Uh, oh, a kid comes through the slide with a laceration 
and they're like, what caused that? And they opened up the inside of the slide and found it was caused by teeth that were embedded in the plastic from someone who went through it before. Ooh, oh my god. Um, he, what the fuck? He has uh, numerous beer stands all throughout the water park that his employees, who are all underage, are drinking. So it's being run by drunk 15-year-olds. God. Uh, so those are your lifeguards on duty. Uh, and part of this uh, water park, uh, across, the str- across the highway, yes, across the highway, uh, is the go-karts that, uh, that these employees learned how to fuck with to remove their, like, speed inhibitor- inhibitors. So they're go-karts that go about 80 miles per hour. And uh, these kids would just get drunk and start taking them on the freeway. It is a whole documentary about this shithole of of a lawsuit waiting to happen hence the name class action park uh it is it's brilliant it it it's that bit of realism like um like tiger king where it's like this can't actually be happening and it is like oh my fucking favorite there's 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 a uh, an attraction called the tarzan swing so you start at elevation and you grab a rope and you go swinging on the rope and then you jump into the big pool of water, right? Okay. This area of water is completely natural and has not been like walled off to the outside world or anything. So it's full of wildlife. Um, and when I say wildlife, I mean, it's infested with snakes. Okay. Okay. Uh, and multiple of the rides were uh, infested with hives of killer bees. Okay. <laughs> and just bring bring the whole family, you know? <laughs> just yep. let, them, let them go for a day at, uh, at Action Park. Jesus Christ. This park it's, is in New Jersey. This is explaining. Oh, it's it's oh, in Jersey, okay. baby. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's. I think it's still operational these days under the care of Uncle Gene's son, who also seems like a scumbag. According to the Wikipedia, um, it was briefly opened in 2014 and then shut down again in 2016. Oh, thank God. Okay, so it's dead. But the original park good. ran from 1978 to 1996. Hell yeah! Yeah, class action park. I think it's on HBO. Great documentary. Definitely worth watching. Um, if you want a smaller digestible version, uh, there is a great YouTube series called Defunct Land, uh, where uh-huh. every episode is talking about like either a screwed up theme park with some bad history or there's a lot of stuff on like Disneyland in it. Defunct Land does an episode on Action Park that's like 20 minutes. But mm-hmm. I say just go for the documentary. Just watch the whole thing. It's cool. so good. Where where can you watch this? I believe HBO. Okay, cool, cool. Oh, this was the inspiration for Johnny Knoxville to make Action Point. Yes. Yeah, this is the park that inspired that. Okay. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It's wonderful. So that's what I've been up to. Damn. All right. Very cool. Uh yeah, I just I have a couple little things I wanted Hell to yeah. mention that I I I think I've probably done more than this, but these are the things that have been most recently on my mind. So I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, we should talk about them a little bit. Um, Stranger Things season four. 
Mm. I, uh, I watched all of that. I have not seen that yet. Is it good? It It is the best thing since the first that's, season of Star Trek. That's what I've heard. Things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's genuinely like I think it kind of gets back to what we liked about the, the show in the first place. Um, there, for me, one of the subplots is a bit of a miss. Um, I won't. I won't okay. spoil it for you, but yeah, it's just it's just kind of like in in a in a vacuum when you hear what this subplot is about, it's kind of like, oh shit, that sounds really exciting. But in execution and put up against the more interesting plots happening elsewhere in the series, it just kind of fizzles out a little bit. It just mm-hmm. doesn't seem that interesting. Um, which is a shame because there's there's good actors in it, but it's just kind of like everything else is more like I found myself in those scenes waiting for them to end so I could get to the next interesting stuff that was happening, mm-hmm. like the actual things I was interested in. Um, it has a it has a lot of um, it has a lot of Carpenter vibes to it, but also a lot of Wes Craven vibes. Ooh. Um to the point where Robert England has a cameo. Yeah. And uh it's an incredibly fitting cameo and it's wonderful. Um so yeah, I I, I don't have much to say about it beyond that because I don't want to, you know, spoil it for you you guys if you're interested, but much appreciated. Se- season four was great. Um and then even though uh the season is not over yet, the season is still ongoing. Uh I am watching season three of the boys. Uh, which if you liked season one and two of the boys, you will continue watching season three. <laughs> it is, it is still, it is still good. You know, the boys are still boys. This, the boys are still boys. It's still that level of like fun, extremely violent and disturbing nonsense that like come to know and love. Uh, there's a little bit, I think, less of a like. I think, I think season two was not as good uh, as season one, but I still liked season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think season two introduced an element. Uh, have you both seen it? I've seen season no. one. I've seen season okay. one. Okay. All right. Well, then I won't spoil it. But season two introduces an element of um. So like, season one, you know, like the whole the whole point of the show is that like, oh, you know, they're they're superheroes and they don't give a fuck about collateral damage, like. Mm-hmm. Regular people are just like almost nothing to them. They're like PR stunts if they're saved and they're, you know, like, you know, just a, a goopy puddle of uh, gore that you can you need to shove under the rug if they're not saved. Yeah. Right. Like, and and even even if you don't save them, it can still be a yeah. PR stunt. Yes, exactly. Like, it's just like, yeah, this is this is the the, the whole show is that. But so and the, the main uh-huh. characters are these regular people who are trying to take down superheroes even though they don't have superpowers and these people could literally snap them like twigs at the slightest provocation. Yeah. And it's like, it's such a, it's such an interesting power dynamic. It's such a like, like, you know, nail biting kind of like dangerous show. And, you know, season two, obviously like they can't, they can't, you know, like, like the main characters are pretty much like, they're not untouchable, but it's kind of like, Oh, they're probably going to survive these things. Um, but Season two introduces this element, this new element of danger that had somehow had me more on the edge of my seat than like the entire premise of season one, where I was just oh. like, I don't know. Every anyone could anyone could be in danger at any moment because of this one element. And I was so excited about it. Like every single like, you know, I, I 
I could basically kind of like kind of know a little bit that like, oh, it's probably not going to happen in this part because, you know, that wouldn't be dramatically satisfying. But every moment there was a chance for it to happen and it was just like, ooh, this is cool. So season three, that kind of goes away a little bit, like a little bit, but Mm -hmm. it's still it's still really good. And yeah, it's it's got I don't know. It's still got that like disturbing, fun grotesqueness about it that uh that just makes it nice nice to, uh, a nice little like okay you're, you you know you're watching it to be disturbed yeah, you're watching like, it to be just weirded out and like ugh, just like. based on season one lee the soups are genuinely terrifying yeah Home, I, homelander I, yes. in particular oh, is, that's, yeah like yeah, if, that's if what superman I was, was like a fucking abhorrent evil psychopath like this is yes this is not just oh superman's a dick like an injustice no it's like it's like superman was raised in a lab and never knew love and like oh my god and and it's like very unhinged and yes good god dude it's 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 wonderfully disgusting and horrifying I, i won't spoil the moment but just in like regards to another like 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 superhero comparison or whatever Lee, mm-hmm. imagine if the Flash accidentally ran into somebody when they were oh, going. I, I've at top seen speed. that clip. Yeah. Yes. It's yes. That, and it's that, that's it's, tons yeah, of stuff I mean, like that. Yeah, it's in the first. It's in the first episode. It's the inciting incident for uh, our main character Huey yeah. uh, to to get involved with the boys, but his his girlfriend becomes one of one of said collateral damage to a soup where the the Flash equivalent runs through her. And just she's just gone. She like, she, in an she's, she is it's, a puddle. Yeah, it's it's fucking insane, and that happens like all the time in the show. Yeah. Where it's just like you know, regular people are so fucking fragile and like next to soups that it's just like, oh, it's 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 gross and weird and fun. And yeah, if you if you if you like the boys, if you like Invincible, this is a show to check out. It's it's or you know, just check out the next season. It's 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 been fun so far. Yeah, I've been um, meaning to check that out because uh, my my only exposure to it, other than like Osmosis and liking Carl Urban, is yeah. uh, one of my favorite pro wrestlers, uh, the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, is basing his current character off of Homelander. Oh, God. so he like he dresses that way and like acts like he's trying to be like the good hero that the audience needs, and he's like a selfish piece of shit. Oh God, that's that's awesome. That's. That's so cool. I've been I've been tempted to give it a shot just based on you should that, you sh- I think okay. I think you would enjoy it I think you would I think you would find it fun um but yeah and I'd be interested to hear what you what you have to think because it's it's definitely a show it's definitely a show that I think like it doesn't like super lend itself to discussion like it's not one of those like water cooler shows like Game of Thrones was but mm-hmm. it is still something where it's like yeah hey like fucking weird right like like that was pretty fucked up like yeah you know it's just it's it's fun okay. um. But anyway, the the other two, the last two things I wanted to mention were two video games or, or, or a video game that I've been playing a shit ton of and a um, so, I you know, I'm, I'm big into TTRPGs, but I've actually been uh, a little bit on hiatus with some of mine recently just because people have other things going on in their lives. So a um, bit of a bummer, but it's fine. Uh, but I have gotten to play some board games that I wanted to or a, a board game in particular I wanted to talk about. So mm. First thing is, uh, I've been playing a shit ton of Stardew Valley. Yeah. Um, yeah, I am super, super late on this train because 
I knew how dangerous Stardew was going to be for it's me. It's obscenely dangerous. It's it's <laughs> basically it's my game. It was made for me. <laughs> like it's a hundred percent. I I loved. Harvest there was a Stardew Valley shaped hole in your chest. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, I loved Harvest Moon. I loved uh, you know Animal Crossing. I'm just like oh this is this is everything I adore about just like a time waster kind of like sweet little video game where it's just like, oh yeah, you just, you just walk around, you talk to villagers, you craft things, you take care of your farm. And it's just, it's just a vibe. It's just like, and there's so much to do in it. And it's one dev basically for like the entire thing. And I'm just like, bravo, dude. Like this is, this is dope. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm a hundred percent on board. I, I currently have like, three or four Stardew Valley wiki tabs open because like and I made myself a spreadsheet of things I still need to do to like finish some some quest stuff up for it. Uh, so I, I'm just I'm having a blast. It's been it's been a very fun like way to like relax after after the work day. It's been just like, yeah, I'll just fire up Stardew and, and hang out and play in my farm. And it's got co-op. So Will and I have been doing it a little bit. I I, I play more than him, but, you know. Still, I'm having a, a ton of fun. Hell yeah. And the last thing I wanted to mention was um, I have been getting more into the Arkham Horror card game. Um, mm -hmm. So it's been a while since I've been playing. I have a group of friends that I'm playing through um, the uh, uh, at the edge of the world or edge of the world uh, um, module, which is uh, based on at the Mountains of Madness which is my favorite Lovecraft story. Um, so therefore, like, I'm he fucking huge into that one and I love it. But, you know, again, this is like the same group I play D&D &D with. So people have other things going on in their lives. So that one's been on hiatus for a while. But uh, one of my friends, she and I have been playing through a couple of like one shots together sometimes. Um, and uh, specifically, we played one called Machinations Through Time which was an Arkham Horror one-shot that was about... It was like, it had a time travel mechanic. Basically, you were trying to uh, essentially... Like, these people existed in three different times, and then they went missing, and you are passing through um, the, uh, uh, like, non-Euclidean space, basically. What's the, the realm of the... You were passing through Tyndalos mm, to get to okay. different timelines to, like, solve different problems to ensure that these people invent teleportation to oh, like interesting. save the world yeah it's so fucking cool it was such a good like such an interesting mechanic they they had a bunch of different things that like were set up a certain way there was like an element of like there was a ticking clock element there were these elements of like if you did something in the past it could affect the future and then you would have to go to the future to get things to put in the past to then affect the future it was so well done that like uh, like even though I've played through it already, which a lot of them like you know once you play through it once it's kind of like oh you already know kind of like what to expect. I can't wait to play through it again because I don't know what to expect if we choose different things, and that huh. to me is like yeah so fucking brilliant. So, Dig that fuck yeah. yeah yeah Arkham Arkham Horror has been very very fun and uh, actually today uh, the reason we're not going to play the quarry tonight is because I'm going to play another, uh, Arkham one shot with uh, a couple friends. Hell yeah. So yeah, I'm really, really pumped about this one. It's a, it's basically clue it's murder at the Excelsior hotel, I think is what it's called. Um, huh. but yeah, it's, uh, 
it should be pretty good. It should be pretty good. Comes highly, highly recommended. So, um, yeah, that that's about right on time because like I've I've been getting the tabletop bug biting me lately. Oh, like yeah. I'm I'm thinking of putting together at least a one shot for for D and D because I've been wanting <gasps> to DM. Really? It's been it's I haven't I haven't run a campaign in a couple of years now, and I'm starting to get that itch. Oh my god! Because I mean, for a long time, it was like. I didn't have a period of time where I didn't have a campaign of some kind going. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And now it's been a little bit and I'm like, ooh, maybe I should maybe I should get something like that going. I mean, listen, I won't uh I won't I won't force you to, but <laughs> I I love D D and I love TTRPGs and I would love to play in one of your campaigns. Like, I don't I don't um, wanna say that I'm sending you pamphlets about this game right now, but <laughs> what's your address? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, please. Please, Lee. I would. Oh my God. I like fucking love it. I've actually. I have also been thinking about trying to kind of like see if you guys would be into doing some sort of like one shot in uh, the the Call of Cthulhu TTRPG because I think you guys. I think you both would dig it. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. D&D I don't know. Is how, life. So uh, yeah. I'm, I don't know I'm how down much to try a different tabletop. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. Yeah. We'll we'll talk later. <laughs> Sounds right. good to me. Yeah, so that's 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 my list. That's basically like what I've been up to the past like two months. Hell yeah. So yeah. Um Don't watch Morbius. Yeah, go don't watch Morbius at all. Ever. But you know. But meme but keep memeing it so we get Morbius too. Yeah. And then don't watch that. Yeah, and then don't do watch not that. especially do not go to the theaters to watch it. Mm-hmm. Like I I want I want Sony Pictures to lose more money. Yes. I don't need Morbius to win. I just need Sony Pictures to lose. Exactly. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. All right. So, uh, signing off. Uh, I'm Cat the Attack Cat yeah, on Twitch. Uh, uh, it's Morbin time. <laughs> <laughs> the Morbius fried our brains. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Oh, yeah. One more time. This was your boy, Lee Alder, the Valley Jester. Uh, I am back streaming again. I am at twitch.tv slash Valley Jester. I'm currently playing through Disco Elysium. Hell yeah. Uh, we are doing a run as a psycho cop of the apocalypse. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Kim, I would, I would Kim barely puts up with my shit. It's I great. would watch, but I really want to uh, I want to play it myself spoiler oh, free. So absolutely. I, I, I lurk for you. I lurk for you. Yeah, I, 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 I do my damnedest to avoid the uh, to avoid the spoilers because there's so yeah. much good shit that yes. you can do in this yes. game. So, yeah, Absolutely. that's that's what I'm doing. Uh, this is uh, Saber. Fuck you, Lee, for for making us watch Morbius. Yeah, buddy. Um. Yeah, I, I don't have anything else. Just don't watch bye. Morbius. Sorry, bye. I'm starting he's, to morb. I'm he's Saber he's Saber0307 on Twitch. We're currently uh in the middle of streaming <laughs> the quarry together. And don't, also just, he's got a shit ton of back to ghoul stuff planned. Don't, so. don't watch. Just just, 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 just end life. <laughs> and get ready for the Fear Street sequel, everybody. Take care. No, no, no Fear Street. I'm dead inside. And that's all, folks. Get get fucked. Beautiful.